1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. And for this episode, we have with us Mr. Jaiti Bwadwa, who is the Managing Director of Sterling e Mobility Limited. With over 30 years of experience, he has an expertise in international business management, along with extensive auto and industrial component industry knowledge. Hi, Jairi. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Thank you. So to begin with, could you please take us through your career journey so far?
0: Okay. So, being, as you mentioned, I have over 30 years of experience uh, in, uh, since I finished my master's, uh, which I had gone to the University of Virginia in, uh, in the United States. Uh, after completing my, uh, my MBA, I joined my family business. And then we had a joint venture with a company called Inga Sorand in that family business. And I worked with Inga Sarand for, uh, well, actually supposed to work with Inga Sarand in the joint venture for three years uh, to help with the transition. I ended up staying for 15 um, and managed various uh, businesses for Inga Sarand, including uh, the tool and pump business in India and China. Uh, Then I managed a global footprint project, and then I became managing director of Inga Sarand India. Managing all of their industrial products here. I after that I moved to a company called Tomkins, which uh, is again a British conglomerate doing uh, several products, but the, the main focus in India was on their rubber products, uh, essentially hoses and timing belts. Uh, so I was managed. I was the president of industrial and automotive for Tomkins. Uh, moved from Tomkins uh, to uh, Actis, which is a private equity firm and i was in the part of the value creation team there which was responsible for helping uh the companies that uh, actis invest invested in in improving performance uh i moved from actis to max and uh, which and i was he- heading up max uh, specialty films which it makes uh packaging films um and this is, has a plant they have a plant in roper so i was head of that business for 3 years Uh, And then finally decided I wanted to go back to being doing something more entrepreneurial and um, figured that uh, getting into some getting into the newer tech uh, into uh, into uh, one of the new age industries was something that was really exciting. And that's what I wanted to do. And that's how I got together with the Sterling tools um, and group or the Sterling group and started uh, this business of making motor control units. Uh, so uh, you know, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, lots of different roles uh, as an entrepreneur, as uh, a CEO of a, uh, of a multinational company, as uh, in in private equity, a CEO of an Indian company. So uh, been around the block a few times, I guess.
1: Very inspiring journey, I must say. Uh, especially you know, coming directly, it's very inspiring, and so much to learn from you, so much to take away from you. So. My next question to you is, could you please enlighten us about your about the organization Sterling Tools Limited and Sterling GTIC e-mobility, now that we're talking about it?
0: Okay, so Sterling Tools is uh, the company uh, that was founded uh, over 40 years ago. Uh, it's a company that's listed on the mobile and national stock exchanges and manufactures high tensile fasteners. The company has a very strong reputation in the auto ancillary space is very well known with uh, with the auto manufacturers in the country and sells to pretty much you know the entire spectrum of companies whether it's uh, the two wheeler manufacturers the three wheeler manufacturers passenger vehicles uh, commercial vehicles and off road vehicles so they they have uh, been over the years built a very strong credibility with all segments of the auto industry. Starting 2018, when I started uh, interacting with the Sterling Group and discussing uh, new ideas, we started looking at you know, what what were the new trends coming in uh, in, in the auto industry. And we, we realized that ASIS, as it's now called, which is autonomous, connected, electric and shared, was the future of mobility. And uh, we felt that there was a very important space for us that this was going to be this was going to be a very rapidly evolving uh, space, uh, and that, that there was uh, there was an important role for companies like ours, which had the credibility, which had uh, the presence in the auto industry. Um, so uh, we you know we looked at electrification, um, we believe in electrification, we believe that uh, there are very compelling reasons for this and within the electrification space then we looked at what components make the most sense and we selected motor control units because it's a technical product it has a hardware component it has a software component and basically uh, if you think about how a motor control unit work works it actually you know is connected to the battery pack and draws current from uh, the battery pack is connected to the motor and drives the motor or gives current to the motor, which then is converted into torque. But it's also connected to the vehicle control unit um, and the instrument cluster. So it's it's very central of to the entire electric vehicle architecture. Um, and we felt that that was uh, a great place to be because that's uh, important uh, for uh, it, it's an important component. It's a valuable component for an EV manufacturer, and we thought that this would be a good place uh to start with we uh, we actually hired uh, some consultants to help validate our uh, our, our hypothesis and um, they came back with uh, and confirmation that we were on the right track and this would be that a that electrification was going to be uh, was going to accelerate in india was going to be a very uh, key trend going forward and b that the motor control unit is probably one of the one of the most important components, and one that you know allowed companies to create a good, good space for themselves. So we we then went looking for technology partners. We we traveled to Europe, to Israel, uh, to um, China, Taiwan, uh, and finally decided to work with GTEK uh, because we felt that uh, this was the company that we could trust and a company that. Um, believed in the Indian market. Um, And so that's how uh, Sterling GTEC was formed. And uh, we started in 2020. Um, Unfortunately, we had COVID right after that. So uh, very little activity for all of 2020. In 2021, we completed our facility, completed our building, uh, put in our assembly lines, etc. And Since then, we've we've had some good successes. We've uh, we've got a good market position. And today, uh, we believe we are one of the largest motor control unit manufacturers in the country.
1: Awesome. And with the pace, EVs have been taking over the Indian market, especially. Uh, So I'm sure there is so much potential still left to be tapped. So... Because there are so many people now being aware about the presence of EV and the market has also been growing rapidly, uh, how do you ensure that your business remains focused on on meeting the needs of the customer?
0: So you know, I, I think the fact, and I think I like to go back a little bit. I mean, the fact that we are uh, we we we've stuck to the auto industry. So you know, we have not our diversification as as for Sterling as a group has not been outside the auto. So we when we decided that we want, wanted to look for new ventures it wasn't to go out and start a restaurant or um, get into real estate or something like that we said what we know well is the auto industry and that's what we'll play in um and now uh, now that we have uh, you know looked at electrification and invested and made the inroads into the electrification uh, industry or or, or the ev industry uh, We're constantly uh, looking at what the product uh, what new products uh, our customers require. This is both in motor control units. Uh, as the needs are evolving, for instance, uh, our customers are now asking for higher safety standards. They are asking for more functionality to be built into a motor control unit. so a motor control unit uh, will have some level of vehicle at least for two wheelers, and three-wheelers will, uh, will have some level of um, uh, vehicle control unit functionality built into it. Uh, some customers are looking for to integrate DC-DC um, converters into a uh, motor control unit to reduce the number of components and to reduce the wiring interconnects. And so these are all areas that we are looking at. Further, uh, they, you know there are going to be a lot of changes in technology in terms of the some of the uh, materials that are being used, for instance, uh silicon carbide and uh, and gan uh, iCS and uh, switching devices are going to come into play for higher voltages and and these are more efficient. um and so we are we are working on that. So you know not only do we have um, uh, so we we have our own r and d set net and uh, setup which uh, consists of a team in Faridabad where our plant is based as well as a team in our tech center in Bangalore. And so the team uh, has this range of standard products that we've we've, uh, sourced from, when I say sourced, I mean, we source the technology from our partners, uh, but we also continue to uh, improve on and build on and create new products uh, through our design and development team. So uh, you know, so we we hope that as our customers uh, mature and their requirements become more sophisticated, that they will continue to count on us for uh, serving these requirements. In addition, we we are looking at other aspects of of, of the EV supply chain or the EV powertrain. Um, we we believe that um, there are other power electronics components as well as other components that uh, we can uh, offer to our customers. And we continue to engage with potential technical partners globally to bring these uh, technologies into India and be able to offer our customers a broader suite of products.
1: Amazing. So now that we've spoken about the customers, I, I feel it's very pertinent to also speak about the team that works in within the organization. So can you describe your approach to building and leading effective teams within your organization?
0: Okay. So, I, you know, that's the most important aspect of running any business is, is the team that you have. Uh, you've got to, if you get the right team in place, then, you know, the team will actually deliver uh, for you. Um, and as, a, as the head of the business, uh, hiring is probably my single or I, I call it talent acquisition and retention is probably my single biggest uh, responsibility. So our team is very young. I'm probably uh, double the age of uh, of everyone else in my team, so there's a lot of energy. Um, you know, they're very bright people. We've got uh, uh, we've got uh, people with PhDs, with masters in electronics and communication. Uh, we've got BTECs. Uh, very very high number of of, of engineers in the company, um, and the the prospect for our for our team uh, is the growth we that we offer. So what we we talk about for uh, you know with in our team meetings and you know with us with our team members is is that as this company is going as the industry is going through this uh, rapid growth and we as a, a leading player in the industry are are going are growing rapidly we you know we, there's a lot of opportunities so we don't go with this hierarchical the old hierarchical structure of you've got to have x number of years uh, you know, before you can get promoted from one uh, one position to another, we look for people who are willing to take responsibility, take initiative, and we're willing to give them the responsibility and the authority to go out and execute. And as you know, as we expand uh, both in terms of our products, in terms of our portfolio, uh, our team members are able to to take on these additional responsibilities and to do very well. So I'm very proud of my team. You know, I have to mention that, as we talked about a little earlier, this company was formed just before COVID started. We have a a technical licensing agreement with a Chinese company. We have not been able to travel to China. The Chinese technicians have not been able to travel to India. And in that period, this team, this team of young, talented people has learned the tech uh, you know, on over phone calls, over Zoom calls, making mistakes, uh, you know uh, learning practically working, working on the ground and uh, you know finding solutions uh, to issues because you can you can't necessarily describe everything that's happening in the vehicle, uh, you know o- over a phone call. So they've learned on the fly, uh, and they've done an incredible job. So we're very, very proud of the team. Um, and, and I think uh, we've been successful in building up uh, a core a core team that uh, will, will serve us very well in the future.
1: Definitely. I totally agree that, you know, having a satisfied team, a team which feels belonging to the firm is definitely one of the strongest pillars for an organization to run successfully. And so kudos to leaders like you, you know, who have been aware of what their team needs and at the same time, just taking care of them. That's what we as employees expect. So now that you have such plethora of experience, you've been working for more than 30 years, as I said in the beginning. So can you share your strategies you use to maintain a healthy work-life balance? Because today we, you know, a lot of people keep on talking about how to have a sort of work life balance, but still no strategy can work for everyone, but we would really like to know yours. So you're asking for me personally? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely.
0: Obviously, obviously I mean, um, you know, everyone has a different approach to it. Uh, I think that what we always uh, say is that everyone needs to decide. Then everyone needs to, to, to deliver on what way they need to deliver on. But the means of how they're going to do that, I think, you know, there's a lot of flexibility. I personally you know avoid calling, you know my colleagues uh, after office hours uh, and on holidays uh, i'll i'll first text them i mean uh, you know we we are a startup so I, I we we are constantly working we will work sundays we will work saturdays we will work late nights uh, we pull all nighters um, you know on various uh, issues and projects but i will always end up you know, either talking about it up front so people know that, you know, it's expected of them or, you know, texting them up front and saying, listen, we've got a problem or we've got something we need to work on. So can you come on to the call? I don't take it for granted that uh, just because I want to speak to someone that they have to be available. So so we try and give our team the flexibility to say, you know, you, you figure out how you want to get this done, but we need to meet our customer requirement. Personally, I believe in playing hard working hard so I uh, my my style is such that I like to you know work very hard for the time that I'm in the office and then ever so often I need I want to take a break and go rejuvenate myself and and do something fun so for me that's that's what works for me you know that's you know my personal thing and and it may be different for different people
1: so Thank you so much, Jaydi, for sharing your amazing point of views and different things, for sharing your journey with us and coming uh, on this podcast. Um, I would really like to take this moment to congratulate you on the success of SGEM, and I hope we get to see it growing in the future.
0: Thank you very much the successes of the teams. It's, uh, you know, like I said, they've they worked very hard and they've worked in difficult, in difficult circumstances. And, uh, yes, I do hope that... Um, We'll have many such conversations in the future to talk about future successes too.
1: Exactly. And thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode.